You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. So, Sid Talk, you often make food in a cooker or a pot or a. You cook food. I do cook food, yes. <laughs> and uh, often I say to you, Remember the recipe to that what you just made because I would like it again. And you don't generally have a recipe. Or you say, what is that called? And I say, uh... But you generally don't follow a recipe. You just kind of hodgepodge it as you make it, make it up. And often that means it can never be the same twice. True. So you made some cookies today. I did. Um... What? I've what got are it. They? I've got it right I won't here. ask what they call because they're called nothing. They're called nothing. Well, they're oatmeal <laughs> chocolate chip. So, last night, this is the after the show sort of thing, I guess. After the show discussion, cookie. We're going version. from cookies 1. to 0. fast cars <laughs> when we get to that. Last night, I put some old fashioned oatmeal and some almond milk and some brown sugar in the crock pot, let it cook. And then this morning I had me some nice, it was really good. And I also put some, like, orange marmalade in there. Because, like I said, I don't really follow. <laughs> what else did I put in there? I don't remember now. But, um, so then today I was like, well, I need to throw together some cookies for dessert. Because nothing at the store sounded good. And we always have a cookie with our tea. And so I, I just mixed together some sugar and some flour, a little bit of bit. Ba- just didn't measure anything. And I scooped a bunch of the oatmeal and slopped it in there. And some flour. And some chocolate chips. So you're going to try something that has never been done on this show. (laughs) You're going to eat the cookie. Correct. People won't have to listen to you eat the cookie, will they? No. Gross. You could talk while I chew. Okay. She's chewing. I can see the the bottom jar is going up and down. Oh my god, it's really good. Seems to like it. Really good. I put loads of chocolate chips in there. Oh my god. Well, if if it's mostly chocolate, it's got to be good, right? It's really good. Really good texture. It's like all fall I would party. try it, but I just brush my teeth. So I, will, I won't. <laughs> Not to mention I didn't offer you. Because I like my breath to smell good <laughs> for when I do the podcast. I don't. I want it to smell like cookies. Oh, how terrible. No, I mean for the listeners. <laughs> Not for you. Okay, you can carry on while I finish this cookie because it's absolutely delightful. All right, I'm going to do the intro to the show then. It's a little bit cakey. Maybe that's the oatmeal. It's really good. You'll love it. All right, so um, if you're at home, would like to the recipe for those cookies. There isn't a recipe, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know what? I'll make an effort. All right. So it's Saturday, December the 7th, 2013. This is after the show number 304. The movie we're going to be looking at this week is Fast and Furious 6. Or as the when you watch the movie itself, when the title card comes up, Furious 6. They, they drop the fast and bit. Because the last one was Fast 5. Fast Five, Furious Six. And we will acknowledge that this is the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Some people will find that you know it's a, it's a big deal. It's like people saying nine eleven. It was this, it was been the same thing for. So would you recommend years. they go watch Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor? No, I would not. I like <laughs> Pearl not, Harbor. I know, but it's not. It's like watching Titanic. It is not a representation of the real events. Just a Hollywood movie. True. So um. No, don't honor Pearl Harbor by watching that movie. Honor it by talking to your grandpa, who probably might have been at World War II. So, Furious 6 is a 2013 release. 
uh, came out earlier this year. It's uh, out on Blu-ray uh, this Tuesday, the 10th of December. You can pick it up then. There's an unrated... Well, there's an R-rated version. No, there isn't. There's a PG-13 rated version, and there's a extended edition on this disc. And they... I've just had a look. There's a website you can go to that compares different versions of movies. And it shows you frame by frame which are the new bits of the extended version. Now, this extended version is 53 seconds longer than the theatrical version. And I'll just tell you now, the extended version actually amounts to... There are fight sequences in this film, and there's much more punching in the face in the extended version. Oh, is that it? That's really the only differences. Wow. It's like, there's a fight between two girls that has a lot women. more... Or women. Two women that has a lot more women punching in it than the theatrical version did. <laughs> so, if you like women punching and... Oh my god. You mean women punching women, women not punching women being other. punched Correct. by men. If you like women fighting and you want to see an extended version of that, the extended version is the way to go. We watch the extended version. I don't think it really makes any difference. No. It doesn't notice. make it like unrated or anything. It is, it, there's one swear word. It's, you know, it's a yeah. PG-13 movie. So the tagline to the movie is, All roads lead to this, which kind of makes sense when you uh, see the movie. And it's from our friends at Universal. Sid Talk's going to give you the synopsis of Fast and Furious 6. Really? Don't need... Really? Needs a synopsis? It's the six uh, and the fast and the Vin Diesel and Paul Walker and women. And a Car- woman who's supposed cars, to be cars, dead. Cars, a woman who's supposed to be dead. Oh, yeah. Cars. And um, bad guy. Heisty stuff. Car chases. Shit blowing up. Some, like, manly shit. Like, ugh, family and ugh, precision and... Yeah, pretty much. And The Rock. Yes. <laughs> and another kick-ass woman. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. I'm just going to go in. We reviewed Fast Five this time last year, I guess. Or a bit earlier. Um, And my opinion on Fast and the Furious films is out there. For me, it's like guilty pleasure. That's how I say it. Um, Because if if you had to say, if I had to say what they're like, they're super dumb. The dialogue's really bad. Uh, You know, it's a fairly dumb plot. It's lowest common denominator. His stuff that you might like to look at, like girls, cars, explosions, or women, um, and that's how I see it. But in all of them, and I've been a fan of it since the first um, one. That's true. There is something about it that I like, like, and I like cinema. And this is not a fine example of cinema. It's a, I think it's a good example of an action movie, though. I think over the years, it has got to be a better action movie. And, you know, since the fifth one and this one, it's really over the top now. I mean, it, in the first one... If that you go, doesn't make it better. If you go back and watch the first one, it, the action scenes are literally two cars racing each other, and that's it. Like it doesn't get any further than that. It's like oh, it's even a fast in Tokyo game. Drift, it's just drifting it's around. Cars racing each other, and occasionally a car will topple over. Now in this one, it go, and then even in the last one, it goes really out there. The last one had a train. This one has planes. The last and... one had a heist with car. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. There's always a heist. Well, not always. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But this one really goes crazy with the action and like 
even one of the characters in the movie says it at one point. This is kind of James Bond shit. And that was... I, I'm totally on board with that. Because it had to go somewhere. And I feel what it has turned into, which it's not nothing like what it used to be, apart from like the family and you mm-hmm. know the, the character acts. I prefer it for what it is now. I like a big action movie that's kind of crazy. And because I... I know you probably don't, but I kind of care for the characters a bit because I've watched them all these years. So that kind of adds a little bit more to it for me. Because they call back on things. If if you're a fan of it, they call back on things during these films where you go, oh, really? And or if you look it up on Wikipedia and read all about it. Yeah, or you could do that. <laughs> but, you know, they do all that. They they stir the fans up a little bit and say, oh, this happened, that happened, or this, you know. And this, I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was... Um, I don't get that for this series, but I get that like when I'm watching Star Trek, different series, and someone says something because I've seen every Star Trek series there is. You feel like you're in the family if you've seen it. Well, you just, it all of a sudden, that universe expands to like a whole different time and more time and more adventures. And instead of you being closed in this one little movie or one little episode, it's like, you just are Oh, yeah, the whole of it all comes flooding. So I understand the feeling, but I don't give a shit on this one. And yesterday I had a, um, you know, I've watched all of these and I had a question in my mind about one of the characters, Han. Um, If you've seen these movies, the third movie, Tokyo Drift. Is this a spoiler? No, I'm not going to say anything about that. But the third movie, Tokyo Drift, there's a series of events in that that don't make sense to me. when the other films after come. Like, I I was like, have they made a mistake? Did they forget about something here? Yeah. And it seemed really weird, so I went and read about it on Wikipedia. And if now, if I was going to watch this series of movies, I would watch them in a different order. Because I think it would be better watching them in the order they're meant to be. Obviously, there's some things that come before other things, and the actual true order of the movies is not really the order of events. Do you think that they got they did the one, then two was totally off whack, and then three was completely different from the first one? Yeah. Do you think they thought, because he was trying to do that triple X thing, well, we're just going to have to take this in a different direction, because we don't have Vin Diesel, we don't have so. Paul Walker. But then... They came back. It came back, and now you have to explain how you fit things together. But, funnily enough, whatever they did, it all makes sense. Yeah. And Even number two... Number two, actually, they tie back to number two in this movie to do with the prison, the prison thing. Oh, really? And that dude. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's actually from number two. So Ah. they they tie it all around, like, so... I thought he was from number five, and I just forgot. No, so it all makes sense. I mean, they've tried to tie it all together. But I I have to give them credit. Stay tuned after the credits for this movie. Mm -hmm. Give them credit. Because... It's one of my favourite... But don't skip to the end of the credits, because it's not at the end of the No, credits. it's like in the middle. Yeah. But it's one of my favourite after credit scenes that I've seen, because it's... The, at the end of this movie, care about the characters or not, there is a character who you're, you're thinking about. And they address it in the in the credits, which I was like, oh, that's a really awesome way of doing it. And I, mean, I agree. It also tells people... Maybe these movies aren't in the right in the order you think they're in. Like, it, it, and it's interesting. So, if I was to go back and watch them all now, there's a different order to watch them in, and I think it would make more sense. You know, though. you will watch them all. I actually. will in that weird order. Like, switch <laughs> them around so it 
so it you know feels like one big tale. Um, but I really enjoyed this. I thought the action sequences are like I kept watching them and thinking, is this all CG? This is crazy. There's a tank running down the road. There's a huge plane. That plane sequence was. I was. They kept layering things on it. There's a sequence with a plane going down a runway. I don't want to spoil it, but there's some cars chasing. And they kept layering on. It's like, oh, okay, they're chasing it. Oh, now they're doing this. Now they're doing that. And I was like, wow, all this stuff's happening. And and the director said that was their aim, like yeah. to have a lot of things going on at once. I was like, and it, it made sense as well. It wasn't like, oh, I don't know who's there. I don't know what. It all made sense. It was ridiculous, like <laughs> like impossible. To, I'm sure gravity doesn't work that way in some of those things. But it was exciting. It, it brings me to like, I don't want to compare this to James Bond because it... I'd compare it more to Triple X that Vin Diesel was in. I mean, James Bond isn't exactly genius. No, it's, it's not. It's not clever or anything. It's not. But when James... Old James Bond would be on a par with this. Where it goes bananas. Yeah, like um, well, Roger, think, Roger Moore, James Bond. No, I just think anything before um, before Craig, they've just taken a serious Even like Goldfinger. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not Goldfinger. Die Another Day Goldeneye. gets ridiculous. All of them. All of the way up through Pierce Brosnan. And this does that. And I feel that like Vin Diesel going off to do Triple X... That was kind of like a triple X was like a James Bond movie. That they were, that was the secret agent. And shit. It was the idea of it, wasn't it? It was like a um, extreme sports with the now kind of spy yeah. thing. It didn't really work. I I enjoyed it in a way. Triple X. I don't know why it was right in that Fast and the Furious when it first started, and I was just kind of into that. Mm. And but, Riddick um, and everything. Also, all that hit kind of in the few years of of him. Yeah, he, he got really yeah. But I feel like this almost feels like Triple X now. It's like, it's this team of, you know, Mission Impossible almost. Like, we're all working together, you know. I like how it's evolved. Is it evolved? No. Or is it devolved? It's the same. I don't feel it's the same. If you go back and watch the first one, I don't feel it's the same at all. The first one's pretty... It's quite down to earth. It's a very simple, like, thing. This is... A simple thing in that James Bondy way. There's a bad guy. There's they've got a, you know, the good guys who might not be good guys have got to save the day kind of thing. But um, the action, I can't think of a another movie, series of movies or whatever with car stunts and stuff that is done as well as this. I feel like there's some love done into the. I think Jason Bourne movies are really good. I really do. Yes, in a sim- they're also in a similar vein. Mm-hmm. Like, But I feel that whoever does the stunts, and we saw some of the extras, the guys talking about the stunts, they love doing these stunts. And it shows. Like, It, it really shows. It doesn't look hokey. It doesn't look like CG stuff. And we found out it isn't. The only thing that looked CG was the very beginning. Which? And I don't know, when they were driving on the edge of the mountain. Right. I don't know if that was, though. It looked really weird. If they, if it was, if nothing else, they sped it up. Yeah, they did something to make it look cool. weird. Way. Yeah. So that was... And then I thought, oh, no, 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 don't do... But then it never... And it, it didn't really amount to anything that anyway. It was just a way to um, yeah. get our characters to where they were going. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know what else I really liked about this movie? The opening credits were like a retrospective of Fast and Furious and it felt kind of with events that have happened which we'll talk about later it felt really apt to have that there it did in a weird way and it felt like how everything was wrapping up yeah that's what it felt but you know it's not and you kept seeing all the characters as really young and you was like wow it it seems so long ago now and it's this whole it tells the whole story in like two minutes basically just 
chops it all together. But didn't show the first the Tokyo Drift guy. They did not. That was my favorite one. Still, he's coming back for the next movie. Fabulous because I loved him. But um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It was it's dumb, it's loud, <laughs> it's obnoxious. It's got really bad acting, but there's Boy. some element of fun in there that I take away from it. Like we watched um. I forget the name of the movie now. It was so bad a couple of weeks ago. The Getaway? Getaway. <laughs> yeah. That had all the elements of what I would probably like, but there was none of it. Like, exactly. And this movie captures whatever that dumb fun is. There's an intangible. We've said it before. There's an intangible about movies or music or anything, but we're talking about movies, that you can put two movies side by side, and you've said, With we've, a got, similar a, we've premise. got a formula. Yeah. Cars, women... Uh, a, a masculine kind of hero guy who's an anti-hero type of guy, and then a villain who's so hateable and yet really engaging. That's the formula. Yep. Which is and every then, Bond movie. Yeah, and that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, every action movie, really, yeah, when you much. think about it. Now there you go. Run with it. Where and it's almost impossible because you could tweak any one of those elements and make it fantastic, or tweak any of those and go like. Oh, everything in that was pretty good, but that, you know, like last week, the one element of two guns I didn't like was the woman. Right. And it was almost in those moments, it was like I had to really work at staying in there, staying in, like, excited about it all. So, to me, Fast and Furious movies don't hit every mark, obviously. I'm not sitting there going, oh, no, it's... I don't. But I, my heart races, and I sit there, like, oh, sh-, I say, like, oh, shit. Like, really, there are things that happen, and you just are like, it's... first of all, because I'm pretty convinced as I'm watching it that they've done a lot of these things practically. I mean, and I'm thinking of, yeah, and I'm thinking of in the moment a car flying out of a burning thing with a stunt driver in it. And I'm, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm a little bit disengaged from the movie at that point because I'm a little, what do you call it? Car chase fatigue. Right. I get a little of that pretty much about halfway through. But then I'm watching this and thinking of the logistics and the skill and the craftsmanship. I know that sounds hokey, but these guys and gals, men and women, put a lot of, like, I can't, I'm a creative person. I can envision a drawing and then do it or make something and, you know, envision it and get it done. But that kind of stuff, I just can't wrap my head around. How do you start off with the idea that we're going to, dangle this and hiss and we're gonna do the fire and and then make it all happen that's what amazes me i'm more convincing too yeah and i'm so i'm slightly disengaged from the story and everything but as i'm watching it then i'm just like oh wow and then i get kind of brought back into it and so i think that's where i because i don't care about the characters really at all Um, i don't i've never have i feel what they kind of do as well in these movies is when you say i'm i kind of get bored with car chases i feel that they know that people do so they try and make car chases different yeah. enough. So they introduce something that you go, oh, oh, this isn't a car chase. There's a tank <laughs> or a big plane. Or when there is just a normal car chase in this movie, they it, they engage the plot into it. And somehow. they show the hand changing gears and the so foot pushing of, the pedal yeah, and the feels... corner of the front of the car. Like you get all these different shots and it makes it seem really dynamic. And in fact, I'm just sitting there going... <gasps> When's this car chase going to be over? Right, but I feel that they make it interesting in... Like in this movie, there's a car chase through the streets of London. And I'm excited to see the cars flying through the streets of London, which looks... I don't know... But it was nighttime. Was it was nighttime, but there was a lot of people around. I don't know if it was CG'd or what, but I was like, wow. And then in Tokyo Drift, 
you see them flying through Tokyo and it's like, wow, that's interesting. Don't see that. They always try and add something to it. These are really good locations in this movie, I thought. It jet sets a bit, so mm-hmm. it feels like it's all over the place, like the last one. Did. Yeah. Um, that was one of the best things about the last it, two. Yeah, this one takes place in England quite a bit. Um, it's very stereotypically um, <laughs> movie version. What Americans think England is. Yes. It's like Snatch or Lock, Stock and Smoking Barrels a little bit. Like the, like when they go in the pawn shop or in the... It's very dirty. But isn't that what it's like? It's not really like that. When you see shots of London from up above during the day, it looks like a shithole. And, and everybody's I know it like... I know it isn't. It just looks really Yeah, it grand. really does. But it. then if you looked at... New York City from the top or Los Angeles from certain angles, you're going to see the same thing. But yeah, we do have a vision of... It's the, it's a American um, vision of how they think, how they feel like... They've seen London in lots of tough guy movies and stuff. So you get a lot of that. And oh, like, and then you get the um, the dim-witted British thugs. car salesman guy. Yeah, all that guy. To make fun of yes. him, strip him down, yeah. and make him look like twit. Yeah, it's very movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know... All the bad guys, henchmen, bad guys, British henchmen. They're just like, rrr, 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 they're like rrr, Phil rrr. Mitchell. They're yeah. Like, rrr, rrr. like little Oi. bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, Phil you're... Mitchell. I'm yeah. Phil Mitchell. Yeah, it's well, very... Phil Mitchell's from a British soap opera. But... Yeah, it's very like... We've seen... I've seen movies about England. That's what it's like. Let's make it like that. But so. even British movies do that. You're saying even Slock Stockings do Smoky They do. And they're, Rock and they're Rola. even... All of those Yeah, but it. they're even playing on a formula like like old British TV shows were like and stuff. Right, but it's not Americans making that up. If no, it's that, just if we're watching that movie seen from England, yeah, exactly. But um, I, I'm not, I'm not like um, knocking that. But it's just very <laughs> it, whatever country they're in in Fast and the Furious movies, it's very stereotypical of that country. Japan, they did the same thing when they you were in Brazil the... last time. Yep. It was very you know. So there's a lot of that. But I enjoy... They've never really had a bad guy in this series. Like, but there's always, last time I had a bad guy. They've had bad guys, but never one... I feel this bad guy was like a Bond villain. Literally like, this guy is insane. But he's not. No, but there's moments in it. He's just driving. When he's driving that tank, I was like... Now he's a Bond villain. He's insane. Like, he doesn't care. Like, he's like... I don't think that makes him insane. I think that I mean, makes he, him... I mean, he's his got His goal no, is... Yeah, he's no um, if, if conscience. If people die, I do I not I don't think care. that makes him insane, but... I, I'm just saying, like, a Bond villain... Like, he has a mission. The mission is... I'm not telling you the mission, but... He's got to get something. And that's the only goal for him, like, to get this thing. And it doesn't matter who's in the way. This is like bonus... That I know I'm going to achieve my goal. Right. But this part here where I get to... And I might take these I mean, idiots <laughs> down who are chasing me. And I, that's kind of cool. Or innocent people. Yeah. <laughs> Loving quite, it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I liked the bad guy. I thought he was I thought he was pretty cool. And I, it just started to feel like a Bond movie with the Fast and the Furious guys in place of Bond. Like, it was this team instead. I wouldn't elevate it that much. Not that Bond is super high on the elevation list. But I don't see it that way, necessarily. I just see that they took that formula yeah, I, from a Bond or from some other... Big action, maybe. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of others, but Bond seems to come to mind. But there's others, obviously, right? It's, it's not Die Hard, because it's not that. Because that's more... Well, if you think about it, there's some similarities. We won't mention what they are. You know? Yeah, I'm thinking about like other movies, just bombastic. Like... You know what? Lethal Weapon... Has a certain 
Yeah, the bad guys are pretty. The fourth we bought, you know, the fourth one with Jet Li as the buddy. Yeah, that, that is kind of in the vibe of this. It's over the See, top. They're all it's they're all balancing that formula with how do we make each element what it is. Whereas Getaway has takes each element and they're all so disparate from each other. Like you've got the cute young girl and you've got the hot actor guy. They call him young, but he's as old as us. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the fast, cool car. You've got the bad guy who's some mysterious. You've got the city. You've got this weird sort of video game-esque task-related thing to go through the night. Okay. Each of these things can be plugged into a quality action movie, and it works. But each of those elements don't go together in that movie. They don't do it all. Now, this one I can actually say... I don't have that to pick it apart. Everything fits. Like the the people, the way they talk to each other, even the dumb dialogue, and then the big action sequence. So I'm not fully in this real world. I'm not convinced it's all real. It's just a heightened sort of like, kind of like looking at a super hyper photorealistic painting where you're like, it looks real, but kind of like an idealized version of reality. Because the dialogue is... When oh they say God. dumb, it is super dumb. Like at times, it's like sometimes I'm like, well, sometimes I'm like, um, did, he's a mumbler. Well, not just him. I'm talking about just the dialogue rock. between people. It's just like, um, really, did somebody write that? Like, or is that like it? It just sounds awful. Like nobody speaks like that to to each other. It's just I'll compare it and say it's like if a 16 year old was writing a script. Because they don't know much about life yet. I'm not knocking 16 years old. I was 16 years old once. But you you sort of idealize conversations and distill them down. Yeah, I feel like you distill to... it down so there's less conversation. Because you need action, right? So it's like, we have to tell the audience what we're going to do next. So Vin Diesel, doesn't talk, we don't have him talking much. So he can say one thing. Like, he can say one line. He can say... And it's supposed to be the wise line. Like, after they've all spoke, he's like... Yeah. How about this? Didn't your brother ever tell you never to threaten somebody? (laughs) (laughs) Like, and his mouth barely moves. It's like he's like it's like he's just had a nap. He's just woke up from a nap. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying I have a hard time sometimes fully understanding. I would like subtitles. They put subtitles under the people who are speaking languages I do not understand. I don't understand. They did an interesting thing with the subtitles uh, in this movie. They were kind of animated a little bit. Like I thought that was cool. Um. But yeah, it's that's what this is. It's it, if you've stuck with this series so far, this yeah. far six of them, it's what it is, right? It, it, and it is it has changed. Unless you fell in love with the first it's got one bigger. because it's fast cars bound by all the laws of real reality, but it's fast cars, right? It's not really that anymore. No, it's not that anymore at all. They've let go of a little bit of physics, but then again, we're watching it really happen. Yeah, but it's, it's very really it's very action movie amped up. It's, yeah. it's craziness. Like. It wouldn't happen by accident. No, it's crazy town all twenty four seven. So let's so go. What on. could be next? What the hell? I you know what I'm well, we yeah we kind of know what's next, but yeah, what can be next? Um, no, we don't unfortunately. So Vin Diesel uh, cast Vin Diesel plays Dominic Toretto. He's played it. You know, he's not been in all of them. If you rem- everybody remembers, he wasn't in the second one. He, was, he wasn't in the third one. Actually, he was in the third one for about five seconds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he went away to do his own thing, and then he came back to this series. Because um, the money started rolling in. <laughs> now, the funny thing is, I find 
His acting is poor. I would call it poor. But... There's something to be said for him in the movie somehow, like... Just because of the history of it all? Yeah, like, I like I enjoy seeing him in it. And if he wasn't there, there'd be something wrong I'd with I'd feel that it was, like, like when he was missing. It felt like he was missing. So, I would equate that to the X-Files, when Mulder and Scully were missing, and they replaced them with some other people, and then you would just kept thinking to yourself, when are, the, when are those others coming? When <laughs> yeah. are Mulder and Scully coming back? True. So I, that's how I felt for Fast and the Furious. When he was not in it, I was like, is he going to come back? Is he going to come back? And then when he when they showed him at the end of the third one, and you go, oh, he is coming back. And then I felt complete again. So right. there's something to be said about him. But I feel like he does a really... Let's not say a poor job of his acting. I just think that's how he is. I just think he does what he is. I don't think there's any... Because he's pretty much the same in The Pacifier. Has anyone seen the best? Pretty much the same in Riddick. Pretty much the same in now Pitch Black. But then he didn't really have to say much. He didn't, but it was more natural and a little less forced because he hadn't done it before. True. So that's Vin Diesel. Then moving on to the saddest part of this whole thing, Paul Walker, who passed away last weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then this movie. If you know, like, you know he's passed away last weekend in a car crash. And then this is a movie about cars that he just recently, you know, it's been out a bit. And then it's out on Blu-ray next week. Really unfortunate timing, like, because the opening scene... I don't scene, think he planned it that way. No, no, obviously not, and neither did Universal. It's not, it's just... Horrible. It was happening, wasn't it? So, the opening scene to this movie, where we just, where you said they're driving along and it feels... And then what happens then? About. Oh yeah. It just felt really like I was. It made me feel sad. Like I was like, oh. I mean, you wouldn't have felt sad. You'd have felt really happy if you if you hadn't died. But it just felt. Well, sad. that's it, fictional. What we're watching. Yeah, I know, but it, <laughs> but it kind of it. It's yeah. really close to real life, like for him, like how I think because he was into cars, this kind of culture. Um, he has a daughter. It, it was. It's real- not like you know the person. We don't know this famous no. person. And one of my complaints about making, and I'm I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's going to sound that way no matter what. I don't think making a big deal about a celebrity dying is reasonable. I think it's completely, it's kind of bullshit. Because how many other people died on this planet that day in horrible, wretched, t- he died in a horrible way. Because he's a celebrity, we all ooh and ah. And you have a, you feel a connection to the person. Because you've experienced all these characters with them, but you don't really know him. You know what the media tell you. You know what CNN tells you. You know what you read about him. Or interviews you've seen. And then the 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 thing, like with Gandolfini, like you said, the the sadness comes from it's just not. I'm not gonna get anything more. And that sounds really greedy, but that's what it is. You, that's it. The body of what he's done. And if you enjoyed these movies, which you do. Then that's it, and yeah. that's what made. And then the horrible, the way that he died is awful. You don't want to wish that on anybody. But the weird connection you have to famous people, it's like I don't know how to describe it. You just feel like you've. I, I do known feel that like person. you feel like they've been in your house with you. You've experienced <laughs> a couple of hours with them each time. But they're they're not, in the it's movie. not them. No, it's not. But it's what I'm saying is, it, that's how we work as, as humans. Like movies. Movers or whatever. I'm, I'm not talking Paul Walker's like an Oscar caliber no, actor, no. Or anything, but we've you know sat through many hours of him being a character, and you feel like oh, there's Paul Walker or there's 
James Gandolfini or there's Tony Scott. You know, like there's a Tony Scott movie. You just feel... I you, do feel... You've had a bad year with the people you like. Yeah, it's like. been really horrible. Like. I mean, I'm, not that you matter, because you don't in the whole scheme of things. But no, I'm but I mean, it like, has been a weird... Um, things that I particularly like have seemed to had this bad... And then Nelson Mandela, obviously, this week. Right, well, he was 95. I know, and, and that was, was one of those things where I was like... You don't ex- connect to him in any no, way. But. No, but I do... Ex- I, it wasn't a shock to me. We were of an impressionable age during the end of apartheid. So I think that in our, our generation... Like, my mom's generation wouldn't be that familiar. Only through bits of the news. But I was in college when it happened. When apartheid was... We had Shantytown on our campus. People protesting the university for investing in things that had to do with South Africa and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it was a big... And you heard Nelson Mandela's been released, and now he's the president, and it's, like, in the forefront of your mind. Again, we don't know the man. He's a public figure, and you just feel like, well, there's an end of something now. And everyone has a hard time with ending things. So, speaking of ending the franchise, I guess we will just see what happens with it. Well, interesting. That's this one I mentioned. On the Blu-ray, on the main screen, and it actually highlights it by default. There's, like, um, first look at Fast 7. And it even says at the end, coming to cinemas um, summer 2014. And... It shows you a scene from Fast 7. Um, I don't, I'm not going to spoil the scene, because I think it's actually a really good scene. But the scene's so... Oh, it's, it's, it's almost like... It, it's like watching Batman it, after Heath Ledger dies. Yeah, but I mean, the like, scene's oh. so applicable to what just happened. It's, it's, it's odd. And, and a thing that Paul Walker says in that scene is like, oh, no way, like, this is... It's awful. Yeah, and I can imagine, like, his family is really close to how real life is. Yeah. Um, so if you're upset by Paul Walker's death, don't look at this extra, I don't think. Because it's going to... It'll choke you up in some way. So, I don't know what they're going to do with the seventh one. They'd film 50% of it. They're going to... And ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's just a movie. So it doesn't matter in the scope of the, someone losing their father and True, but the I, end of a life. I do feel the that they will... Um, I don't give a shit about the money. I don't give a shit about the franchise. If it goes on, it goes on. No, I no personally, I do feel that they will um, respect his. You know, he mean he meant a lot to these movies. He was in yeah, all of them. It wouldn't be what it is without no, him. No, true. So his character in the movie is at a point where they could do something with him to make. We it, can't even speculate. I don't well, I, I'm saying, I'm just saying that um, I could see a couple of ways it could be done, but then. Um, Universal had put out a thing as well I needed to mention this that uh, part of the sales of this Blu-ray are going to of this Blu-ray that we're watching of this Fast and Furious 6 what we're reviewing now are going to Paul Walker's um, foundation he has a um, he's a big charity guy but he has his own foundation and they're donating parts so if you want to donate something donate it directly or get this Blu-ray so on, let's get off the sad topic. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is back, Mr. The Rock, as uh, Hobbs. I think he was a really good addition to the series. I enjoy watching him. He's like a he's, he's like a, a bit soup. of a dumbbell sometimes. He's a bit of a soup. He's like a real life superhero. <laughs> I mean, there are time, there are movies he's been in where he does a fine job, and I'm I'm fine with the way he does his dialogue and the way he emotes everything. Yeah, he's good. But in this one, he's just like. Like somebody blew up a big balloon that looks like him, and there are times when he says shit that's just like, yeah, he did in the last one too, but not as much. 
he um, kicks ass, which is probably <laughs> what you'd expect from him. He kicks ass several times. He's very muscly. I liked it when... When you're big muscles, does that necessarily make you... It makes you strong. You can lift more, can't you? And, do you, and I'm assuming that means proportionately you hit with that much more force. But I don't know, like... He's pretty He's pretty big, though, isn't he? Yeah. I was looking, his arms are just, like, insanely big. They're like a leg of somebody else. Yeah. Um, a very well-toned leg. And he was... Uh, I liked it when... Um, Tyree said, uh, why do I smell baby oil when he walked into the room? <laughs> I mean, some really done. cheesy jokes, but I actually found a couple of them funny. Like the um, Samoa, mm-hmm. Hawaiian, Hawaiian Samoan thought, thought. Samoan, Samoan thought, thought on the phone. Um, so, yeah, Dwayne Johnson's in it. He's, uh, he kicks some ass. Um, <laughs> Gina Carano plays his sidekick, Riley. Good. And she's a MMA fighter that a lot of people who are into like... What um, is MMA, by the way? It's, uh, you know, the cage fighting. Um, UFC, it used to be. Oh, it's not UFC anymore? Um, I don't believe... So what does MMA stand for? I think it... I don't know what MMA stands Mixed martial arts. That's it, yeah. So it's like you can use... It's not just boxing, you can use legs. But she's a champion female MMA. She's not an actress, even though she has been in a film before. So she's an actress now. Um... Well, I I see an interview with her about this movie, and she said, I am not an actress. I don't even think I can act. What she means is, she that. She doesn't mean she's not an actress. Once you've been in a movie, you're an actress. So what they... I I liken her to, like, Zoe Bell, Mm. um, who, if you know who Zoe Bell is... She's much better than Zoe Bell. Well, just let me get the thought out. It's like, Zoe Bell is um, Tarantino's... She was a stunt woman in Tarantino movies. And then Tarantino put her in Death Proof as a main actress. And I think her performance in Death Proof is horrible. Mm-hmm. But when she's hanging on the bonnet of the car driving along, she's cool. Because like, she, that's what she does. Was she just in Tarantino movies? She's from New no, Zealand or something, right? She'd done other, she was a stunt woman. Yeah. But, but she was famous for doing stunts on Tarantino movies. And then he kind of brought her in front of the camera. I don't think it was a good decision because mm-hmm. she's not good in front of the camera. And this lady, she, they keep her, if you notice, they keep her lines very minimal. Like, yeah, but she's fine. She does a good job. I mean, I'm, I'm, she barely talks though, right? Like it's, she uh, doesn't that, ever have like a, a dialogue really. No, but the thing, she, she matters. And but I believe she can kick anybody's ass. Like she's, yeah. she's like, I, I was looking, I was like, wow, I wouldn't want to mess with her as a bloke. Like it's. <laughs> she's tough, right? And she has a fight in this movie. Really good fight. Which is like a Bond fight to me. It was it was on the power of a Agreed. Bond fight. Um, so I really liked her. I'd like to see her again. Jordana Brewster plays Mia. She's been in all the movies. But, I mean, she's literally in this movie, what? Not much. A few minutes. Yeah. Total. It's just a kind of bookend the she's movie. She's a little... She is, isn't she, a bit? Yeah. Like, she's aged Gone. a little bit, doesn't it? Well, she's been, what, 12? I mean, like, When she's... was the first one? 2002. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So that's 11 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, Every, so... Everybody ages. And, and she just book, bookends the movie. It's, it's She's there if you're a fan, but, you know, she's she not... She represents something. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is back as uh, Letty. I'll give you this. I don't like Michelle Rodriguez. I never have. There may be moments in movies where I'm like, she's fine, she's fine. When I saw her in Avatar, I was like, no, God. This time... She won me over a little bit more because it was quite subtle. She didn't 
I won't give it away, but she didn't have that... Yeah, she didn't, actually. No, she didn't. Or that, like, I'm super cool chick, super laid back, and of course every man's gonna fall in love with me because I'm mysterious and shit. She didn't have that, for for reasons in the plot. (laughs) It's a bit dumb, uh, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I was impressed. And that's not easy, because it's been 20 years of Michelle Rodriguez that I'm not a fan. I can see these writers around the table going... (laughs) Oh my god, I know! I'm like... Again, with the teenage attitude. Oh, what can we do? Um, Mich- hold, hold on a second. Like um, We sat around and said, Michelle Rodriguez died in one of the movies. Okay. And in the last movie, we, we gave you a little breadcrumb that she might still be alive at the very end. So, if she's still alive, what could be a good twist? Mm, yeah. And the twist is like, and when they said it, I was like, Really? They never say the word. <laughs> it's terrible. It is. And I was like, okay. You have to suspend your Okay, I just have to go bit. with it. Yeah. And then it turned out, because of that, she was actually better. Exactly. So I agree. Of... I, I'm now, if she was in something else, I would not turn my nose up. Um, Tyrese Gibson is back as Roman. You know, he's the smart ass. Not only him. Who's the other guy? Um, l- you mean uh, Ludicrous? Yeah. Now, yeah. I have a problem with the way they wrote these two this time. And they were a little bit in the past, too, but they made them like the idiots. Yeah, they are the comic relief. I find that really insulting that they would pick any of this group. Like, they did in Vin the last Diesel's one, too, like remember? The... Yeah, remember when they, they had seem... to break into the thing yeah. that had the remote-controlled car? And... I just think to take any of Scoofy. the cast of a movie that's supposed to be, you know, whatever. A team. And pick any of them to be like the... Dimwit. The two black I guys. find it... I don't care what they are. I'm saying any of them. If you pick the women... If you pick Vin Diesel to be like the idiot, I just don't like it. I think... Vin Diesel unintentionally is the idiot. He's not yeah. an idiot. He's just dull. Like, really dull. But to give two people out of this group... I mean, it's not even like you're bringing in, like, some new sidekick character that no one's familiar with. He's not part of the group. And if you make him... Like the car salesman guy. Throw him under the bus with the idiot stuff. Because nothing, right? He's nothing. He's a throwaway. I can handle that. But when you're supposed to have respect and, like, identify with this group of people for all their own separate reasons, we didn't even get to highlight their talents this time, you know? It's supposed apart to be... The, apart from Ludacris's hacker. Barely. Hacker-like. Barely. It's just hinted at. So, I found that really, again, just dumb writing. They had some funny lines, I must say. I, I think um, I don't think ludicrous. Then everyone should have, not did. just those. Two. But I think Tyrese was quite funny in parts. But then again, Tyrese also kicked some ass I, when he was driving in the tank part. I thought he was pretty good there. Mm. But um, yeah. But then you devalue a person and the character. By it's very them goofy, stupid. and it's and it seems odd because most other people are very serious. All of them are real. Yeah, yeah. I mean they don't really. That's why I don't it. think it's fair to take people of the main cast. And turn him into something else. I just think it's unreasonable. So yeah, Tyrese um, played Roman and uh, Ludacris played Ty. And they're Ty? a little too cool for school. This whole cast and these two in particular, they they do a little. They're a little too cash sometimes with how cool they are. I also put down uh, Sung Kang, who plays Han. Um, I always like him. Yeah, I did. I do. I think he's a really awesome character. I liked him. He's in some of the other movies, the last one and Tokyo Drift. Um, I actually would... I, I'm almost watching this movie. I was like, I would like a Han movie. Yeah, with that woman. With Giselle. Yeah. yeah. I would like that because he's he's really cool, right? And he doesn't really say a lot. And you don't... You know a little bit about him from Tokyo Drift, but there's a lot going on with the, them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Giselle's played by Gal Gadot. 
Um, I like her too. Yeah, she's uh, just been cast as the new Wonder Woman, so um, we're going to see her. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we're going to. We see had her. a new Bionic Woman, and that didn't work out. But she's going to be Wonder Woman in Man of Steel too. So she not a Wonder Woman movie. Mm. She's going to be in alongside uh, Batfleck. I, I almost said Ben Affleck and. Um, don't do memes. That's really annoying. It's because Kevin Smith said it. I don't care. Um, so you yeah. are not like an empty vessel for people to dump shit into. So she plays um, Giselle, which uh, thank you for talking over me. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think she's one of my favorite things. Actually, one of the favorite characters, her and the kick-ass. She was good in the last everything. one, but they didn't use her as much in the last one. In the last one, they used her to um, flaunt a body to go and get that thing. And this one's do. more of an ends to a mean. With these two people. Yeah. Two, you know, oh, and then, oh. <laughs> and then the bad guy's played by Luke Evans, who we see recently in Immortals, um, if you remember that one. Uh, and he was also in Clash of the Titans, a remake. I don't um, remember him. And he is in The Hobbit, and he's in The New Hobbit. Uh, he plays Shaw, this bad guy. And it's a really cool bad guy, I liked it. It's this British, kind of cool dude, who... Was he British? He kind of had an American accent. Yeah, he was. He is British, but he didn't. He wasn't British. I don't know what he was. <laughs> he, was he was international, I blah, guess. Like blah. Yeah. But yeah. And this um, was directed. I think by... he was a bit too comic booky, almost. I mean, they all are a bit now, but they even take him to where like that, like driving the over people and having a grin on his face and like the intense, like I am completely disconnected from all emotions. That that, that's what I liked about it because it was so right, over but the he's, top. Yeah, little yeah. bit. Um, this is directed by Justin Lin, who also directed um, Fast and Furious, which was the fourth one. Fast Five, which he's was not doing seven, which his was obviously the it. fifth one, and Tokyo Drift, which was the third one. He directed all of those. He also directed Annapolis, and his next movie will be the new Jason Bourne movie. So he has been all over the. Thing. Then the guy who's directing the new Fast and Furious, the seventh one, is James Wan, the mm-hmm. um, Saw guy, the guy who did Saw. So, um, yeah, Justin Lin's really good at doing action. He knows how to make things look good. There's some scenes in this um, movie, from helicopters especially, like during that um, tanky bit. Yeah. There's just some awesome, like, it just looks... I can tell he wants it to look good. It's and a little look. too much spinning for me, but... There is a bit of Go that. around and around and around. I've, I remember that once in that Battersea power station bit, but he knows how to make cars look... Car chases look exciting. And he did in the last one and this one, and on a big epic scale too, because like, they're pretty huge stunts going on in these movies. So yeah, I really like him doing them, but he's doing the new Jason Bourne movie. The... The new Jason Bourne movie that's Matt Damon coming back to it, I guess. Um, not the one with uh, Renner. I think they're doing... Uh, they're splitting that off into two different ones. So, um, Blu-ray extras here, and there are quite a few. Um, there are extended version of the film, which we said. There's... There's no, no point in me saying all of them, but what it is, is like there's a bunch of deleted scenes. There's... The making of Fast and Furious 6, which is split up into parts, and you can watch, like, the major stunts, basically. It's pretty good extras, actually. It's not the 
you know, you get to be on the set. You see how they do. Mostly, it was talking to the stunt guys, not the stars of the movie, which I think I think is much in, more interesting because I wanted to know if that was a real tank or it was CG, and um, all the all your questions are answered. They don't really use CG that much. They probably do. And we, I mean, there were green screens behind a lot of things. I mean, but... the plane, obviously. Yeah. But as far as when they film in it, they try to keep it as practical as possible. And they did pretty good at it. You know what I really, really liked? And I think it's like an innovation in filming action scenes. The remote control car camera that mm-hmm. you see. You'll see a car flying down the road and they're filming it. And you'll see this little tiny, like like a, what do you call that? Hot Wheels or... Oh, that's more... Not Hot Wheels. Um, like what that car, guy yeah. on your Facebook does. Yeah. Radio... Radio control car just with a camera attached to it just flying at the same speed by the side of it. It's amazing. Cause Driving, they're... not flying. It's right. not a, <laughs> not a not little drone. drone. But yeah, flying, at the, uh, flying down the road, I mean, really fast. At wheel level. And then you get all those interesting shots. But yeah, I saw that quite a bit. I saw that weird camera that is dropping down from the... I guess it's on top of the car and it drops down. There's a lot of interesting camera work here and you can see that they were trying to do lots of different things. In fact, the back of the uh, cover has a... Mm-hmm. Re- if you are not excited by that shot, if you like action movies, that's pretty good. There's a tank, two cars and a man flying. <laughs> which looks like Jumping. a man flying. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing I wanted to say about the cover to this is what is interesting is... It used to be the car was the the cars were the star of this Fast and the Furious movie. This particular of every cover, yeah. This particular cover, there is barely any car showing. There's um the very front of a car, and there's more people than cars now. If you go back and look at the first one, it's Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and a very big car. And I don't know. I guess the cars are not the stars anymore. The stars are the stars. So. Uh, Blu-ray, really good. It sounds amazing. There's lots of engine noises in your ears. Um, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I I enjoy it. I want to see the next one right now. I guess I do. I mean, I have... Like like that ending? There's a... I get get like... Like... I can suspend reality and think holy shit what if i was in that vehicle driving down that road what does what would it feel like kind of thing and that's stimulating but i really don't care about any of it so that's where i'm completely disconnected i couldn't if every car blew up well you you actually (laughs) like tokyo drift yeah and if you stick around after the credits like we said which you should that doesn't mean i care about the people i just like that does that make you excited for the new one though well they show Um, really it does me a lot like a lot considering what they showed because i was like i like that and i like that that's i'll i i will already pay you to watch the next one because that's pretty good like you they did a good job i think of making another one <laughs> and, and we're but talking we don't know yet that's what i'm saying we'll, we'll get know. made because uh james one said uh yesterday that yes we are finishing the movie we'll see it it might not be the same as what it was supposed yeah. to be but um, when a movie's at its seventh movie, most franchises are on the way out, right? I feel like they have done something here where they it can be exciting still. How many franchises can you think of that have seven? More than seven. Other than horror movies. Horror movies. Yeah, mostly horror movies, isn't it? That's what I was about to Bond. name off a bunch of horror movies. They and James Bond, yeah. 
I mean, they're they're up and down. Yeah, all over the place. Star Wars has six. Working on now nine. Now nine, yeah. Um, Star Trek has a lot. I don't know. But many. they're not in sequence. They're not like not like this, where it's a continuing Yeah, you can story. literally sit and watch all these, and it's a story, right? Right. Um, so, yeah. Fast and, the Fur- Fast and Furious 6. It's available on Tuesday. Next week's Blu-ray review will be Prisoners, starring... Jake Gyllenhaal and Wolverine. Um, you we'll, mean Bubble Boy Hugh Jackson. and Wolverine? <laughs> yeah. We'll be uh, look, Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackman. We'll be looking at that next week. And movie year. What's movie year? Movie year would be you say a movie. I tell you what year it was made, released, released, and vice versa. We can't look it up, and we can't. We're not supposed to just go. Oh, I don't know. 2005? Okay, mine's on the theme of this Fast and Furious movie. And it's another movie which tried to copy off Fast and Furious but failed really badly. Let me guess. Torque? Correct. Oh my god! And just, let me, just let me say, if you've not seen Torque... Or Biker Boys, either one of those. Biker Boys, no. But if you've not seen Torque, you should see Torque. Torque as in T-O-R-Q-U-E. Yeah, you should see it because near the end of the movie there is a fight which takes place on motorcycles between two girls and the fight is actually the motorcycles fighting each other. I shit you not. It is... I just thought of something. Off topic, a little bit. At the end of this movie, we just watched, Vin Diesel and Dwayne come up to each other. And don't look at each other. Really. But they're not even there. They're no. totally wrong. Yeah, I, I noticed that Like, too. they pasted his head. Yeah. What was going on? Both directions. I was seriously, yeah. I was like, what the... Because even something... their eye lines weren't right. Like... And his head was huge, yeah, was but weird. he was too close. Like, I cut and pasted it all the time. Yeah, I they... was like, what is going on? How how could obviously, it not have... Obviously, it was a... Uh, it didn't... Like, <laughs> it was, you know, but mind of. The end of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, where they stuck them all in. <laughs> They're just wrong. You're just like... The, the lighting's wrong. I thought, is something going to happen? Like, some sort of CGI... We're going to pull back and there's going to be some weird CGI thing going to happen? But it was... Oh my god, how could they get... Uh, okay, that was just... But anyway, Torque uh, oh. features a fight between two bikes with hot chicks <laughs> on the back of them. I'm going to say the year for Torque was 2004. It was exactly 2004. Woo-hoo. And they were literally trying to... Of oh, course. Fast and the Furious is huge. Biker Let's Boys make it and with Torque bikes. both yeah. were ugh, horrible, horrible. And Biker mine... Boys is just ordinary. Talk is extraordinary because it's so ridiculously stupid. It's hyper stylized as well, isn't and it's it? ridiculous. Like, it, like when they go really fast, it's like they're on the Starship Enterprise. It's yeah, yeah. Like, it's like like they're going down uh, the Tardis down the hole. It's weird. Any other sci-fi references you'd like to make? It's <laughs> it's awesome. In a really is it like the Millennium Falcon going high speed? Hyperspeed. It's really awesome in a really bad way. Hyperspeed. Awesome. That's what it's called. And I'm, mine is, uh, for you, probably you're going to get it right off the bat, Titanic. Titanic? What's that got to do with this? It, I don't theme mine. Mine, a bit, mine were decided on January Titanic 1st. Titanic was 1992. Think about it. 1992. Think about it. No, you only have one guess. What is it? 1997. Oh, okay. Think about it. What's his face wasn't even getting into that kind of stuff till the late nineties, but I'm glad that you missed it because I got mine he was, right. He was getting into that stuff all the time. Not that much. Not that big a scale. Aliens. I know, but it wasn't even that big a scale. It didn't build a big. But I win. I get a point. 
you lose a point. All right, my movie recommendations this week are both based on Paul Walker. Two films, which I really like, that are not Fast and Furious, that star Paul Walker. The first one's The Skulls, which came out, like, around the time um, Fast and Furious started off, like. And, Do I really uh, like that movie? I really liked the concept of it, and concept. I thought it was pretty cool. And The Skulls 2 was terrible, but The Skull because he didn't even appear in that one. But, um, and he made another movie called Running Scared. I don't know if you saw that one. I think that's his best movie. It's, um... I don't want to give it away. I, I don't know I how many give, movies he's in. But... I would give it away. He's in uh, not that many movies apart from the Fast and the Furious movies. So uh, they're mine. The Skulls and Running Scared. And I'm going to recommend Flight of the Phoenix. The remake. Yes. Because I think that's, again, not really related. Tyrese is in that, right? Yeah. It's really... Um, am I, I think some people might find it kind of boring. But I find it really... It's got... Um, Giovanni. Giovanni yeah, like him. It's got Dennis Quaid... Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's really, and I don't know why, but this movie put my partially that, but also just, um, I don't know why. Kind of styled the same way, or. I don't know. And, um, Salt. Because Salt's it's another really one. Good. Yeah, that takes some action sequences that are kind of like, whoa, where she's jumping off a truck, and, you know, you're thinking that can't be her, and that can't be real, it has to be CGI, and then you watch the extras, and you're like, it's Angelina Jolie jumping off the side of a truck, or hanging off the side of the truck. And I got really sucked into. I don't think it's fantastic or anything, but I. Oh, I think it it's kept pretty it good. Really, I don't know. You just every turn and every turn and every turn, you were just like interesting. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. So there's like two salt. versions of Salt as well, which is interesting. If you do get the Blu-ray, there's two completely. They're almost completely different versions. I'm not. I'm talking about the way they end. Hmm. This you can watch one or number two. Right? It's not like a deleted scene. And the endings are entirely different. We, yeah. we watched them, we was like, wow, it, it, it yeah. makes it feel like a different film. Um, so it makes watch, her a different type of character. Yeah, so make sure you watch, if you do get that Blu-ray, watch both. Um, I prefer the one that wasn't in theatres, funnily enough. The one that's in theatres. I like the other one. I don't remember them to be exact, to be honest. Well, but... one's yeah. a helicopter, and the other one's a... Yeah. yeah. I like that one better, but there again... The one that was in theatres leaves it open more for another salt. Which is coming, actually. They're doing a new one. Um, I enjoyed that movie. I think it was like a Jason Bourne film, but a female version. That's what it felt like. And that cool bit on the stairs. That's one of my favourite Angelina Jolie moments. Um, so, yeah, that's salt. Uh, games and A-Scully stuff. I haven't been playing a ton this week, but I have been playing that free game that I got with my PlayStation 4 called Rezogun. And you know I've been playing that because I probably um, drove you mad with it. I was playing playing it all afternoon the other day just to get my score higher. I don't think you understand. When you're engaged in doing something else, then I can engage in doing something else. Well, you were sat and I was playing. Right, it didn't bother me. That uh, means I can do my own thing. You could probably hear, um, what does it say? She says stuff all the time. What does she say? You're the one that's played it for like 40 hours. Seekers detected. And um, human lost. Armageddon. Human lost. Yeah, and it comes out <laughs> of the, a controller, so on the PS4, so it's um, right in your face, like. But it's really cool. It's a cool shoot 'em up. It's like old school, but it looks awesome, um, and it has that. Like I just want, it, I want to play it one more time because I think I can do it a little bit better. Right. And then you generally do do it a little bit better, but then you go, 
nah, I could probably get a bit more. And it has that kind of effect, which is like old arcade machines when you went with like a, a quid and you, like in English arcades, I'd go with like a pound and I'd get it changed into 10 pence pieces. So I'd have 10, 10 pence pieces and, and video games cost 10p. So it was that. I just want to put my whole pound in this machine because I can do better. I can do better. And I get my name on it. And Crap, ours are a quarter. Right, they're only 10p hours. Damn. You could get a pound and go and play 10 games. But, you know, arcades were made, so it was very, very hard. So 10p lasted, what, like sometimes a minute? Like, you died almost. Like, I'm pretty good at Pac-Man. But in the arcade, for some reason, I'll sit at home and play Pac-Man and do really well. If I go in an arcade, it's the <laughs> same game. For some reason, I, I can't. It, the pressure. It intimidates me. Like, I just can't <laughs> do it. So, um, yeah, they were made to take your money. But, yeah, this uh, Rezo gun, it has the... I just want to keep having another go. In fact, I want to go right now. Um, Need for Speed Rivals, I thought... I've been playing that a lot this week, and that kind of fits with Fast and the Furious. It's a racing game from EA. Is there a Fast and Furious game? Yeah, there is. It's like the worst game. It came out last year. Such potential. No, it came out when this movie came out. And it's... It's real. Think of a tablet game. Like, like they made, like they made. Well, no, like (laughs) they made a racing game on the tablet, and then they just put it on the consoles with no changes done to it. So it's like, yeah, it looks bad. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't even look like it was meant to be on the console. It's just this. You just think sometimes, what are you thinking? Like, the perfect opportunity to make. They could have made an awesome Fast and Furious game at any point in this whole thing. They never did. Because in a video game, you can make anything happen. You, know? you could have a side story with these characters. Yeah. The whole thing. Like, it, it, why? Why didn't somebody do it? Why didn't EA buy the license? And <laughs> You don't want EA buying everything. Not really. But, I mean, the fast and, the Need for Speed games, the one I'm talking about, they're really good. Well, why couldn't that be that? Like, why couldn't they use that to make a Fast and Furious game? But, um, anyway, they didn't. They made the shitty... Activision made some shitty tablet game that looked awful. But Fast and... This Need for Speed Rivals is, um, I think it's back to when Need for Speed was great. They've kind of stripped away all that bullshit. Like, let's have this story. For a few years, they had this, oh, we're going to have this story. And, like, the game kind of revolved around this story. Remember the run? Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be cool because it was, um, like, a race across America. And oh, I said, the last one, wasn't it? No, that was two years ago now. But I said to you, like, that's going to be cool because I always wanted to race across America. But it turned out. It was just shit. It was like... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the story was just like... It didn't need the story. It was so... The story was so inconsequential, it didn't matter. And the racing was very... Because of the story, it was all confined to this one thing. You had to just drive from here to here. It doesn't matter. It's terrible. But this um, game, Need for Speed Rivals, it takes it back to how Need for Speed used to be. Like, you can be a cop, or you can be a racer. You choose at the beginning. Or you can switch whenever you want. And the, there's a career for the racer and there's a career for the cop. So if you want to be a racer, you're, you know, like Fast and the Furious, you're modifying your cars and you go out on this open world. And what it does is it throws other people in from your friends list or random people. And there's races in the world. You can pull up, press your button, start a race and say I'm playing as a cop and you've started a race and I see you and you're going fast. I can put my lights on and chase you down. Like It's like a living, breathing world where you're either a cop enforcing the law 
And enforcing the law means smashing the racers off the road. It doesn't mean pulling them over and giving them a ticket. It's more exciting yeah, than yeah. that. And if you're a racer, it's all about getting better times than your friends. So, you know, there's two ways to play it. It's really fun. It looks really awesome now because it's next generation. And what I have noticed about it is stuff just kicks up everywhere. You're in the snowy bit. There's snow all over flying in your face. If you're in the autumn-looking bit, leaves are everywhere. If you're in the... Well, it, it it's kind of an unrealistic world because it's this big map. One corner's snow, one corner's right. desert. You know, because they wanted all the different kind of locales. But that's Need for Speed Rivals. It's really fun. It's on everything. You can get it on everything. And uh, finally, on my Vita, I'm playing Persona 4 Golden, which is an RPG. You probably heard me playing it quite a bit this week. <laughs> um, it's a 70... Persona! Yeah, it's a 70-hour RPG, Persona. so you're probably going to hear more of it. Persona! Persona. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear. I'm well, like, Sensei! <laughs> Sensei's down! That kind of thing. But um, And imagine not seeing this and being far enough away where I can't hear anything else except for that word <laughs> randomly coming out of your little ta-ding! Persona! Yeah. Persona! It's a really cool game. It's like a Japanese RPG. You're these high, you're these high school kids who have realized there's this series of murders going on in the town... Nobody really understands what's going on. These people are being murdered. And they've found, um, on top of buildings, on satellite dishes, like, impaled on them. Nobody knows what's going on. You, as this kid, realize one day when you're looking into the TV set, when it's off, just about to switch it on, you're looking into the TV set and you see something. And then you and your friends are at the mall and you're in the... In the television department of the uh, department store, and you you say to your friend, "I saw something in my small TV last night. I have a little TV in my bedroom. I saw somebody in there. It seemed like somebody I knew. I don't know what's going on." And they say, "Well, have a look in these big TVs. See if you can see." And you look inside the big TVs, and you see something, and you put your hand it, and you go inside a world that's inside the television. And inside the world inside the television, the people who have been murdered still exist. They're alive. There's a whole mystery to be solved, but it's supernatural. It's And half of the game involves you being this high school student, going to classes, answering questions. There's a lot of, oh, here's an English class. Hey! And they shout at you, what's it? And, and if you get the questions right, and they're educational questions, it levels up your character. You go to sports class, you have to do mini-games. There's all, wow. you know, you've, so you've got to manage this high school life with saving these people who are who have been murdered. You can actually save them from this TV world. So it's really involved. It's very Japanese. But I'm really sucked in by the story. It's cool. And I got it. Very Japanese. Like, yeah, it's an RPG in the vein of like a Final Fantasy or something. It's obviously made in Japan. Obviously, the high school's Japanese, so. Mm. Um, And it's. I got it on the Black Friday sale for $9.99 on the Vita. It's only on the Vita, but um, it's a cool game. And it's called Persona 4 Golden. I don't know what the golden bit means, but it was actually called Persona 4 on the PS2. But on the Vita, it's called Persona 4 Golden. So I don't know what the golden means. So, Sid Talk, what is for dinner? Tonight, we're having cookies. And an Amy's pizza, which I happen to have just handy. Some soup, some vegetables... That's it. 
And I will say that this week I did make, in the food category, I was craving, like, not necessarily my grandma slash mom's cranberry salad, but a cranberry salad is very similar because I didn't think I would make it. I don't, I have the recipe, but I just wanted to make up something. So again, I made up my own cranberry salad. I didn't want to put jello in it because, you know, we don't eat meat. And I think, well, if I'm not going to eat meat, then why would I eat jello? Well, of course not. Because gelatins, you know. I mean, I'm not saying we don't eat anything to do with any animals at all. You drink milk and we use eggs and all that kind of stuff. But then I thought, well, how can I get around that? Because Grandma always put jello in there. Strawberry jello or whatever. So I just got out this really old <laughs> food slicer thingy that I have. I think my mom gave it to me maybe at some point. I don't know. But it's like from the 70s. And started dropping the cranberries in the top, and I dropped some apple with the peel on it, and the whole orange down in there, and let it all grind up together, real juicy. What is the stuff that substitute for gelatin for vegetables? What's it called? That stuff. Oh, there's different things. That powder. You, there's different things. There's like guar gum. There's agar agar. I think it's that what I mean. There's um. Then there's another one that's made with seaweed also that is yeah. a thickener. And plus, but this I just ground it up, put in the sugar, I put in some orange marmalade. Because I think, well, it's already, it's just sugar, but it's set, you know. And then um, let it sit in the fridge all ground up and it's really delicious. It's like really orangey and tart and kind of sweet. And and I do not do not like cranberries <laughs> in any shape or form, so I've not tasted it. Not even tasted it. Um, so, Sid's advice, and we'll wrap this show up. My advice is, per a brief conversation that I had at the end of a lovely meal that I had with one of my best friends last night... I'll just say this. Women, women, and if you're a man and you want to flip it around, that's fine. I don't care. But uh, because I don't care about the men necessarily on this topic. But women, do not let the man you're in a relationship with convince you that you don't need any other friends in any way. Don't let him whine about it or ask you even instantly, why do you need to go out with your friends? And you're not talking about me, Harry. No, because you, I don't, you don't care what I do. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> this does not apply to you at all. Or me the other direction. Because we have no... There's no... Nothing. Like, I have no... I don't believe in jealousy and I don't believe in lack of confidence. I there's not no, nothing. <laughs> no, I mean, we love each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no nothing in terms of I mean, of if you like, want to go out with your friends, I, I'm... I'm there's, you're new... I don't... We have no feelings no. about it. That's the thing. Because... I'll be like, it's go you, out with your friends. My philosophy is this. I'm married to you, but you have your own life. True. We're married to each other, and yet the time you spend with your friends online, or if you talk to people on the phone, or you chit-chat with people on Facebook, I don't give a shit. Like, it, I don't own you. It doesn't threaten me. I don't care. And you, everyone has needs that can't be filled by any one person. Like, you cannot be my best friends from high school, no matter what. You'll never fill that slot in my life. Ever, ever. We could be married for a hundred years and you will never be them. And you'll never be a person that I meet at work who fills a certain friendship slot. You know, a certain thing about my personality that comes out when I'm with that person. But I hear a lot of women through my life and I've been married before and it was the case before and I have a father and he was the same and I don't know about my any other particular men, but I've watched it through the years with my friends and their spouses and boyfriends. And there's this, like, isolation thing that happens. You don't need them. You just need me. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, and then if you do 
attempt or try to venture out or have a conversation or go out to dinner or go out with your friends or anything, it's like you get the fucking guilt trip and you get the, like, aren't I good enough? And it's only because he has insecurities that are insurmountable and you cannot fix them. You cannot baby him and coddle him and make him feel all fucking good about himself because he's broken and he needs to fix that shit himself. And you having friends that are away from him outside of your little circle of your relationship can be threatening only because sometimes when you get with someone who's outside of your relationship, even if you have friends over here that are certain types of friends and a group of friends over here that are a different type of friends... Then you look back at the relationship you have with those other people. And sometimes you can see what's wrong with that relationship. Because you find something so, like, I'm relationship with, say, my ex-husband. Just an asshole. Complete asshole. Now, if you let yourself be super isolated and get sucked into that. And then you do venture out and spend some time with someone else. And you feel this, like, this is a healthy, fun, stimulating interesting relationship I'm developing here with this friend of mine or a high school person or it could be your sister or your brother, whoever. And you kind of turn around and look at that fucked up relationship and go, oh, that's there's something wrong over there. And that person you're in that relationship with doesn't want you to do that. They don't want you to reflect on what's wrong with your relationship by having a good relationship with someone else. And I just think you just need to keep in mind that you... I can't satisfy all your needs. I'm not a gamer person. I'm not going to sit and play games with you for hour after hour. So you have friends for that. I'm not the person you can chat with in England because I'm not from England. And I didn't know you when you were a kid. So the people that you know then did. I don't. I can't feed everything. I'm not threatened by anyone that you... Nothing at all. Like, zero. And I think that's where the problem comes. So I'm just saying to the women, to the ladies, if you feel that happening... I don't know how to get away from it, but just know that it's not healthy. And friends will be friends. Don't let men freaking tell you what to do. And the immortal words of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> friends will be friends. Really? You know that song? Friends will be friends. Sing My it. My queen. I don't know how to sing it. <laughs> All right, so... Don't tease me. I want to remind you about our websites, ascully.com, sidtalk.com. Catch us on Twitter. I'm at ascully. You're at sidtalk. You can also catch us on... I don't say much on Twitter, just so you know. You're uh, tweet-free. No, not tweet-free, <clears throat> but you never know what's going to be. It could be one of my Etsy entries, it could be a video I like, it could be me just waxing poetic. And you can catch this podcast on the... Uh, just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, all your needs are there, Stitcher, Zoom, iTunes, whatever. You can email me at aschoolie at don't email Sid Talk, and stay she's classy... she's not your friend. Stay classy, <laughs> Mr. Paul Walker. Um, wherever, wherever you, you are. are keep revving that engine oh dear and oh my god do you know how inappropriate that was that was good that wasn't good under the circumstances oh my god I'm gonna say think for yourself or someone's gonna do it for you <laughs>